It's a chilly Monday night and another episode of The Loud Pedal. I am joined by my co-host, Michael Clark Griswold. What's up, everybody? And, of course, me, the mouth, Brian Hustlinger. We have another special guest on with us tonight, the Groton Gangsta, Tommy Collins. <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm uh, doing well. Freezing. Freezing my butt off up here, man. Uh, it's like a tundra yep. up here tonight. Oh, it's disgusting out. We got, we got high winds, and it's. I thought it was springtime. Yeah, it's supposed to be, I think. But we've got about two inches of snow up here. Oof. Oh, great. Yeah, it's just Mother Nature wants to get that one last one in, doesn't she? Uh, yeah, hopefully this is it. You know, 65 on Thursday is what they're calling for up here. Uh, yep. So hopefully that's Hopefully that'll yep. stick around. So, uh, so how were things last year? Why, uh, give us your uh, grade for 2021. Uh, they went well. Um, you know, we went out and uh, we uh, ran 358 last year, our first year doing that at Thunder Mountain, and we traveled around a little bit with it as well. Um, we managed to uh, win two of the races at Thunder Mountain uh, in that division. And uh, we finished second in the points, um, you know, came close to winning the championship. Mm. And, uh, you know, the other places that we went to, we managed to qualify for all the events. And, um, you know, we're, we're still learning with it. The coils is actually the hardest thing to learn right now. But uh, all in all, on the 358 side, I think we're all pleased with it. Um, the motor ran well. Uh, the car performed. And, uh, you know, so everything went well. And uh, on the crate side of it, uh, we managed to get a few wins out of that deal as well. Um, we kind of cut back on the crate deal just so we could concentrate on the 358. Um, but, you know, for the cutting back, we still had some good wins, and uh, we still have a lot of fun running the crate. So not too bad. So, uh, Tommy, what's your what's your guys' plans as far as the 358 for this year? Is it still kind of the same thing as last year, splitting time between 358 and, and the crate car? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's what the plan is. Is uh, we're gonna run this year. We're gonna run Friday nights over to Outlaw Speedway again with a crate car. Um, we're gonna go back there. Last year we decided not to run on Friday nights just so we could concentrate on the 358 deal, and uh, you know just have a night off on the weekend. Um, we ran Sundays last year at Skyline. They were still running Sundays, and that's that's close to home for us. And uh, even though it's a Sunday, we're you know, we were usually back home by nine o'clock at the latest. So, um, so we decided to go there. Um, but, uh, this year, um, we decided to go back to outlaw. I like outlaw, um, James and Jackie like it as well. And, um, it's good competition with the crate class over there. Um, you know, and they've got good racing with all the other divisions as well. So it's always nice to go over there and watch. And, uh, we have a lot of friends, from the past few years that we've met up with. So we're going to do that in the crate um, with the American racer sportsmen over there. Saturdays, we're going to head to Thunder Mountain again with a 358. Um, and we're also something new for this year is uh, I uh, actually purchased another 358. So that allows us to do some traveling as well. So we're going to run the uh, super dirt car series with the 358. Um, you know, we're going to take it race by race and just see where that leads from there. So no no plans on doing any Dale stuff then? Uh no, I I would like to do some um with the sportsmen. We'll probably 
do some in the beginning of the season um, in the North region stuff. Um, I always like running those shows. I like the amount of cars that it draws, um, you know, and it's, it's always a lot of fun. I mean, it's just fun going to all different tracks and racing as much as you can. Uh, wintertime sucks, uh, as we yeah. all know. So it's always nice when you can get out, do some racing in the summertime, um, you know, and have some fun. So we're going to do some of that. Uh, right now, it's really not uh, every race type deal for us with that. Um, we've got um, some other things in the works right now. Um, we were fortunate enough to team up with um, Jeff and Steve Schrader, and um, we're going to actually run some of the open uh, modified deals on the Short Track Super Series as well, um, along with some of the other bigger shows around our area. Um, uh, we purchased a uh, new 430 from Enders that's being built right now, and we have a new Bicknell on, on the way. So pretty fortunate for that, you know, um, pretty happy about that and, uh, can't wait to get going with that one and, uh, see where that leads. So, but, uh, right now with everything being on shortage and so far out, it's looking like June, you know, before that car will even hit the track. So, uh, do you guys have like a calendar, uh, like schedule already set aside? Like, all right, these are the races we're definitely going to hit. Cause uh, we, we talked to, you know, a bunch of drivers and, you know, I think Matt Shepard was like 115 races. Yeah. I think uh, Mike Mahaney was somewhere in the 90 range. Billy Pouch Jr. was 70 races. You have like a set number of races you're you're definitely going to hit this year as as long as you know everything goes as planned. Um, you know, we've kind of loosely put together schedules in the past years. Um, you know, I think the highest. The highest number of races in a season that we've ever attended and actually raced at where it was like 64 races. Wow. That's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot of fun, though. You know, we we're fortunate yeah. enough to be able to do it. Um, uh, I think that was an 18, 18 or 17. And it's kind of tapered off, especially due to COVID. When COVID hit, of course, um, you know, there weren't as many places. I mean, we're not, we're definitely not afraid to travel. You know, if we have a car that's ready to go and, um, we all agree on it, you know, um, we're definitely not afraid to hop in the truck and go, you know, chase that race. So, um, this year though, right now, I was actually just looking online here, trying to put a schedule together. Uh, we're going to do all the outlaw stuff, all the thunder stuff. Like I said, with the, with the dirt car 358 stuff, um, you know, I would say that we're definitely going to be north of 50 races for sure. It's just in between 50 and 80, I'm not 100%. It all depends on Mother Nature, mechanical mm-hmm. failures, that sort of stuff. The shortages these days with tires and fuel. Yeah, and engine parts just, coming in late. Right. Yeah, the parts. I mean, with this new deal um, with Jeff and Steve, um, you know, and their spouses, um like I said, I, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to start, you know, a month ago, you know, but um, we just, it's a new deal coming together. And unfortunately right now uh, with the block shortages and parts and pieces, you know, I was talking to Adam Enders today about it again. And, um, you know, it's kind of something in the air really, you know, we're, we're at their mercy right now and whenever a part gets delivered and that's when they start assembling it, you know? So right now we're really not sure when that car's going to hit the track. Um, but that, I, I think with that, it's like maybe, you know, seven to 10 shows this year is what's on the schedule for that. Jeff has put together, 
Uh, and it's a pretty loose schedule, you know, if there's any conflicts with our 358 stuff, then, um, you know, we'll, we'll go with the 358, depending on where we are in points and that sort of stuff. But this year, we're kind of getting our toes wet with it, and hopefully we have some really good success with it, and uh, we can build off of this year, you know, on to the next year. Now, the uh, the tire shortage that's been going on for a couple of years now, has it gotten any better, or is it still kind of the same? Uh, honestly, I think it's kind of the same. Um, really, James is the one who handles much of our, you know, most of our tire stuff. Um, you know, and um, it, it's tough for me to say only because, like I said, I'm, I really don't ever deal with that. He's the one that kind of takes charge of that and gets some. Um, and last year, you wouldn't have known that we had an issue getting any. So, right. um, he always gets us tires. Um, you know, last year, he was always running down different places, you know, getting, picking up tires and stuff. So um, we've been fortunate in that, that respect, you know, um, we've done a lot of racing. We know a lot of people. And I think that kind of opens up some doors, you know, where there's a lot of people that don't know others and they don't know who to turn to, who to look to. Um, so for us, by doing that, it just opens up a lot of different avenues where we can get some parts and pieces that others maybe, you know, don't have the, any way of doing that. So, so yeah, so, so hopefully we can get them this year, you know, we'll see. So what time are you getting out of Outlaw Speedway? I mean, is he still doing the 15 classes every week? Um, it's it's half of that. It's it's like seven classes a week. Um, seven, so two years seven. ago, yeah, it's it's seven weekly up there. <laughs> oh, um, man. Oh. It, I mean, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's a long night, but, you yeah. know, it's something that, it's something that we do every every Friday, you know, along with lots of other people. Um, I enjoy watching the races. I mean, I, you know, I would like to get out of there earlier, but it's just not in the cards. And so if you want to race over there, that's kind of what you, what you work yeah, with, you know. So, um, but it's, you know, with the sportsmen, he has two two classes of sportsmen over there. He has the Hoosiers and the American Racers. So what what they did two years ago was they alternated. So the one week the the Hoosier class would run first, and the American Racers would be you know second to last, third to last, and then the following week they would alternate. So so one week you could get out of there fairly early if you choose not to stick around and watch any racing, mm-hmm. and then the the you know the next week though you're you're committed. You know, so you're there to almost the bitter end. But, you know, some guys took it, take advantage of it and they run both those classes. Um, you know, the track allows you to do that if you pay uh, another entry fee or last place money, uh, you know, for the one division. Uh, and guys did it, you know, um, and they had success doing it as well. It's just a lot of work. You know, we tried it. And, um, being that you know it, it most of the time it's, it's james and i and we do have others that help us um but it's just it's a lot to do it every week and to you know be competitive in both classes the way that we'd like to be competitive you know so so we opt to just run the one class for the most part now how much how much has that changed the setup going from one tire to the other is it is it pretty similar Honestly, it's not, depends on who you talk to. I mean, me as a driver, um, you know, there was some nights where we said, screw it, let's just throw the tires on. And, uh, you know, you got to change your rev box, um, the setting for that. Other than that, I didn't change anything. You know, I went out there and I ran it. Some nights it was good. Other nights it wasn't. And some of the nights, 
some of the nights when when we'd set it up in the shop you know kind of leading up to it trying to make a plan and do everything right we actually sucked so um that's why it was kind of like you know what just go out and drive the damn thing you know what i mean and see see what happens so i've heard of other guys doing that you know in the past i mean we had events at rolling wheels and the one guy you know said he threw a set of american racers on it and changed his red box went out there and he smoked us all so you know i mean it's I don't know. I, I think people will sometimes get hung up on these things, you know, way too much. And there's so many different variables out there on the track that, you know, the holes, the bumps, the engines, I mean, you name it, the driver himself. So I think half of it's psychological, you know, more than anything. So you just go out there and you adapt and you drive the damn thing, you know? Yeah, nothing else you can do, right? Yeah, yeah. That's about uh, it. So, so uh, you know, those some, some races have been scheduled this year already. Obviously, they got the racing down Cherokee, all the racing in Florida, and then you know they come up to the Northeast, and Mother Nature has other plans. So, uh, what's your first scheduled race for this year? Uh, it's two weeks, April 9th at Outlaw Speedway. Um, we're gonna run the crate over there, uh, like I was saying. Um, in that event, um, that day they actually are running. Uh, both the American Racer Sportsman's and they have the Hoosier Sportsman's as well. Both events pay a pretty good payout. So I think it's 1750 to win for each event. So we're going to go over there and we're going to start that. And, uh, you know, that'll be our first one. And then the following week, we're back there again on Friday and Saturday night. Um, and then, uh, you know, as far as Thunder goes, we don't start up there. Actually, they don't have us on the schedule until the 1st of May, and that's only because of uh, the high bank holdup. That'll actually be our first 358 race in Fulton is the series race up there. Um, any plans, or is it on your tentative schedule to do Eastern States weekend this year? Uh, I'd love to. I wanted to last year. Um, you know, as, as everybody knows, Comfort Experts is a yep. big part of our team, um, and that's where their home base is, you know, Kevin yep. Jones. Yep. And uh, last year, it was just unfortunate events that we weren't able to make it down there with work conflict. And, uh, you know, um, so I feel like we let Kevin down on that aspect of it, you know. But uh, I'd love to go back down there two years ago. We had a really good run down there in the crate. Um, you know, I like the track there. Um, you know, I just missed the setup a little bit two years ago. We still had a good finish, you know. Um, nothing to hang our heads on on that one. But... I'd love to go down with both the crate and the uh, 358, you know, and double up, um, you know, and, and uh, so hopefully this year, yeah, you know, we'll be back down there again. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get that in, but it, it's all one race at a time, you know, with the, with the crate stuff, it, it's pretty easy. Um, we have extra engines in the shop and, you know, on that front. Um, now that we have the other 358, uh, the one that I just purchased, and then James has his from last year that he bought new from Enders, you know, I feel like it'll open up some more races for us, uh, you know, to put, put some more laps on on that car. So, um, you know, and that's a, we got a brand new Bic now that we're going to be running in the 358 this year. So, you know, with sponsors and people that we know we've, we've been really fortunate this year, you know, to have all this uh, good equipment under us and stuff. Uh, so Brett Dale's paying uh, an $8,000 bonus. If you're in the crate sportsman series, if you actually win in past tech, what are your thoughts on that? 
I didn't hear actually. I, I didn't hear what you said. All I heard was eight thousand dollars. So yeah, Brett Dale's putting an eight thousand dollar bonus in the crate uh, division if you win the race and you actually pass Tech. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I think you're bullshitting me. <laughs> I am. I am. I really am. But what are your thoughts on it anyway? Um, y- you know, yeah, I'm 100 percent legit legal. So okay, uh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, I I was watching TV, you know, from Florida yeah. races. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, I mean, just wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on some of it. You know, I always get a kick out of that. I just bought it, and I wasn't sure what was in it, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I, guess if I, I guess if I was in that position, I'd have to make that hard decision to say, well, do I fess up or not? I guess for me, I'd fess up. You know, screw it. You caught me. I tried to take an advantage, get the advantage, and you caught me. You know, so um, hats off to the tech. You know what I mean? So. Oh, he was uh, nailing everybody. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I and I don't think it's just that series. It's it's everywhere. So you know. Oh yeah, uh, but there, for some reason it were really yeah the crates were really those guys were really just getting nailed. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if it's because it, it, you know, when I ran in eighteen on on uh, you know both South and North region, we finished in you know in the top five often, and you know we were fortunate enough to win some races, and I can tell you then they went right through the car, you know. So I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know if people are just getting relaxed on it now, and they're thinking that they can get through tech easier, or if they just step tech up because even back then they were catching guys. You know, you just didn't hear about it as much, I don't think. So Well, I think um, I think I think the common excuse was I borrowed it and we didn't know. That one was right. that was probably the that was probably the number one excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the one I'd go with as well. So, yeah, my ex wife gave it to me so I didn't know. I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I got it off my competitor and he said it was good to go. So Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wink wink. Yeah. Who happened to run yeah. second to me that night? Go figure. Right, right. Or, you know, I just sick of getting my ass handed to me, so I needed a little bit of an edge, so screw it. We yeah, rolled so the I dice. put a small block in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who cares? Absolutely, absolutely. But, Nobody will notice no, that 30 I, seconds on the field, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I I don't know. There's always, you know, there's always someone that's going to push the envelope on it. Yes. I mean, it's in every division. I don't care what you race, you know. They're probably doing RC racing. Who knows, you know, so... Uh, it's just the way it goes and you know tech um i know tech at thunder mountain they do a really good job up there um tech at outlaw you know i've talked to uh, when mike welch was doing it over there um you know i always feel comfortable with what they're checking you know um so i mean everybody has their own uh, thoughts and opinion on it you know what i mean i stay pretty neutral with the whole deal so but, uh, yeah, you know, with Dale stuff, I mean, hats off to those guys for, for catching uh-huh. people. And, you know, maybe um, maybe it'll, you know, I, I don't know. The way I always feel is I don't give a shit if they're cheating because if they can't drive this, you know, then it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, what difference does it make? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, I, uh, you know, until, um, I guess, yeah, it just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, screw I, but I, I'm with you. If I if I was to cheat a, a car, I would just come. I would if I got busted. I think I would just come. Yeah. 
There's no, there's no reason to lie. You, you got caught. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. I tried to get away with something and I didn't. You got me. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I'm not you gonna know, say, uh, hey, these guys, these kids were robbing the place. They must have switched by motor out. I'm not gonna come up with some crazy stuff. Just I got caught. That's it. Right. Right. You because in reality, even if that is the case, which who knows if it is. Most of the time on Facebook anymore, people don't really, they're going to, they're going to think what they want to think. They're going to say what they want to say. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, nine times out of ten, even if it was legit and you borrowed that motor or bought that engine, you're still labeled. So, you know, I mean, if if you really knew it was illegal, screw it. You know, I rolled the dice with it. I got caught. Props to the tech. You know, and we go on from there, you know, so. Now, if you like, say, say if you borrowed a motor from somebody, wouldn't you want to just give it a once over? Um, I you know just I, to, I, just in case. Know, I don't know because there's things that you really can't. You know, you're gonna have to spend a lot of money to give it a once over. You know, so okay. I mean, if it's if okay. it's the pistol, okay. you know, with the seal bolts and all that sort of thing, you know, with the crate stuff, then. You're going to have to invest some money to do that. And it's really worth it at that point, you know, so especially if you're just doing a regular show someplace. So you kind of take their word for it or, you know, hopefully if you were doing it, I mean, if I had something illegal and I was lending it to somebody, I think I would at least have enough respect for that person and say, hey, yeah, you might no. want to five tonight, you know. So, um, but I guess it really depends on what part you're putting on it. You know what I mean? So, um what what pieces and stuff so but i mean i you know I, i'm not sure really fortunately i haven't had to borrow any so you know um so i haven't been in that position i can tell you one thing if i if i know i'm cheating up a motor or part of the car i'm sure as hell not traveling all the way to florida with it that's no. for damn sure. <laughs> no, I'm keeping that yeah. shit home. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, yeah. Do you spend all that money just just to travel, just to get there, and you're gonna push the envelope all the way down there? I, I, I yeah, I'm with Mike. I don't think I do it either. I keep that shit up here at home. Yeah, I think I'd keep it for my local, closer to home. Right. You know, what's to yes. happen because there's. I mean, man, that's a long wasted trip, you know, for, for something like that for to nothing. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you knew about it and I, I mean, or you just, you just don't really care. You know what I mean? You're going to, Hey, if I get caught, I get caught and you know, I'm going down to have some fun, enjoy the, the sun and you know, the weather. And if you're with your family, you're going on a vacation, you're doing a little mm-hmm. bit of racing okay. and you're rolling the dice, you know? So but uh, yeah, nobody ever said that we were the smartest individuals in the world. No. Race car drivers, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, nobody ever. Well, accused podcast us. guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't want to say that, but uh, you know. That's all right. I did for you. I did for you, Tommy. I said it for you. <laughs> right. So yeah. yeah. What, do, what do we know? We just speculate on everything else, like the Facebook warriors. <laughs> yeah, really, well, the, yeah. Well, yeah. the one guy in this one group said so. <laughs> He's pretty smart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, the last time we interviewed you was, was quite a while ago, and I don't remember much from the interview. Uh, so I don't, uh-huh. rem- I don't remember if we asked you this question. So if we Ooh. did, just play along like we didn't and answer the question anyways. Yeah, 
for like the first time. Like you, the first time you ever heard us ask you this. Yeah. Right. So, so it's a question we ask everybody. Um, your Mount Rushmore of racing. It could be any driver, any class, living or deceased. Who's your four drivers on your Mount Rushmore racing? Uh, my four drivers. Um, Dave Blaney, my father, Bob McCready, and um, you said four drivers, correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, and I would have to put, yeah, that's a tough one for the fourth one. Um, there's so many good ones out there. Um, probably throw Chuck Coolest up there. Him or Doug Worthing. Nice. nice. Yeah, I grew up watching those guys down in the Southern Tier. So Southern Tier guys. Know. Yep. 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 Definitely, uh, and definitely barefoot Bob McCready though. He was he was definitely the one that I'd always cheer on. If we don't want to went to Syracuse and Weedsport and rolling wheels and yeah, definitely. You uh, you, sure. rattled, you rattled those off a lot faster than most people. Most people struggle. Yeah, they struggle. yeah, they struggle. First of all, they forget how yeah. many presidents are on Mount Rushmore, so we have to give a little history lesson on Mount Rushmore. And then... <laughs> right. <laughs> no, because they because <clears throat> they never really think about it. We catch them off guard. Like we like that yeah. though a little bit. It makes you kind of think and stuff. I think somebody yeah, wanted. Yeah. I think somebody wanted to quit after three drivers. I think somebody's like, oh, yeah, we wouldn't let them down. <laughs> Yeah, my my fourth. There's definitely more on that. Oh yeah, it's right. That's a nice four know, right there. You're gonna have a couple uh, Mount Rushmores. Definitely my three for sure. I've been you know long time Dave Blaney fan. Um, yeah, ever since me too. I saw me too. Car. Yep. And uh, you know uh, Bob McCready for sure. My father for sure. You know without him I wouldn't. Uh, you know I wouldn't be even. You know right now I, I don't know who knows where I'd be with racing. You know I don't know. So definitely he's we, up there as well. We asked Brett Hearn the same question and he, and he picked himself four times. So that was pretty oh, easy for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, said, right, Oh, right. Me, yeah. Me four times. Yeah. Myself, myself, myself. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, myself. No, I don't even think we asked him that, but it's a, yeah, it's a fun question to ask you drivers. It really is. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Definitely. For sure. Absolutely. And it makes them think a little bit, puts them on spot. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's well, here. Here we go. We're going to put you on the spot again. It's another question we ask a lot of guys. Who's better, yeah. Matt, Matt Shepard or Stuart Friesen? Danny oh. Johnson. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Bob McCready. <laughs> uh, God, I don't know. They're pretty even, man. I mean, okay. that those guys are, you know, it's hard to say, really. You know, most of the time, you to those races, it's uh, – you know, I'd say this year, I think Stewie's got a little bit of an edge, personally, just from watching on TV and everything else, at, you know, at this point. Um, he just had some bad luck, it looks like, with, uh, you know, the flip down in Florida there and then uh, at Port Royal and stuff. But, um, you know, I, I know Shepard's already got a big win down down south, and uh, mm-hmm. you never count him out. So, um, you know, I think they're pretty much even neck and neck. I've spent a lot of time watching Shepard over at Outlaw racing over there and uh you know like uh, probably every other driver out there trying to diagnose and see how how he's so fast over there and what he does you know and um you know uh so yeah i give a lot of respect to both those guys because they're definitely the, the top tier in what they do for sure all right tommy <clears throat> if you could pick any error 
of racing that you would like to race in yourself, which era would it be? Oof. Um, hmm. That's a tough question. Yeah, I just thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> We've never asked before. Yeah, I think we're going to start a trend, and you'll be the first one. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, you're welcome you're welcome you gotta you gotta, you gotta pave the way for the rest of the drivers yes yeah tommy the groton gangster said he grew up in yeah. the 20s door prohibition you know running the moonshine <laughs> yeah running the shine i think honestly my most you know some of my most fond memories is going with my dad my grandfather and all their friends back in the 80s and stuff when we'd go to okay. Uh, all the races and watching the guys, the modified guys then. So, you know, it was always cool to watch the cars, the old gremlin cars. And I think that's what the bodies were. They called them back then and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, shit, that was back when, you know, Danny Johnson, Alan Johnson, and those guys were a lot. <laughs> well, of course, they were a lot younger. Oh, yeah. It was just a lot more racing. It just seemed like racing was a lot more popular back then and a lot more fluent, you know, and uh, seemed like the stands were always full and they always had good crowds. And, you know, it's when you saw the bigger sponsors, more of these uh, corporate businesses were taking part into the dirt, you know, the deep root or the, the dirt routes, it seemed like. So I would say back then, for sure, you know, I think now it's tougher because I think the generations coming up through just aren't as interested in the, you know, the dirt track or the circle track racing is what they used to be. Because I think it's all the video games and everything else that's going on these days. I just think kids just aren't into it anymore. Uh, I would I would agree with you on that. Video games, except if they're playing iRacing, hopefully they're racing big blocks on iRacing. So yeah, better get them yeah, into well, it a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, my kid's doing that right now downstairs. Actually, Gavin is. He's he's big into that. So um, that's that's the form of racing that he can afford and that I can afford as well. So yeah, so, uh, it's, but yeah, uh, it's, yeah expensive. I, it's expensive. I just don't see you know I don't see the involvement like you used to see even when I was a teenager. You know, you go to the pits and uh, places be crawling with you know teenagers, you know kids and stuff running oh, around. Yeah. You know, even the stands would be wall to wall with people, and uh, you, it's very rarely that you see that on a normal night anymore. And most nights, most most of the classes are twelve to eighteen cars. You know, it used to be, you know, you had to run, you, yeah, you you had to run contests. Yeah. You know, normal night, like on a regular sometimes three night. of them. Yeah, yeah. So I and, mean, and they the, didn't and, have they didn't have five to seven classes racing, you know. No, no, it was three four. Yeah, like three or four. Yeah, which was great. That was right. fine. But a lot of the times now, too, it's like, because my kid wants to go down and try to meet Matt Shepard. I said, if he stays, they some of them, like, pack up and we're out of here, too. Yeah, so yeah. nobody, like, hangs yeah. out anymore like it used to. Like, you know, breaking out the coolers, having a couple beers before you go mm -hmm. or whatever. It's not like yeah. that anymore. It really isn't. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember we used to go in the pits all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, and you yes. around and uh you know, yeah. that was that was kind of the best part when you could get up close to the cars and with the uh, truck. Yep. Yep. See what was going on and see if I could snatch a bent up body panel or something off someone's car, an old tire or something. That was kind of what made my day, you know, when we used to go. Yeah, so Exactly. Um we we try to stick around usually because I'm talking to everybody and everybody else is ready to go. But uh, you know if we're far <laughs> away from home and stuff, um, we generally will will pack up and get out of there. So, but uh, you know, um, 
usually we try to stick around, but like I said, a lot of times there's just not that many people in the stands anymore, you know, and not many of them coming down either. So, you know, True. at least up in our area, you know. That's why, like, Bridgeport, they tech the top five behind the grandstands there. Yeah, I think so, that's pretty cool. So you can go right yeah. back there and hang out the top five and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um, – you know, trying to get people to go to the races uh, this year, we've been fortunate enough to get some new sponsors on board, uh, and and some of them aren't even race fans, never been to a race, so uh, um, you got to go to one. Yeah, I'm trying to offer up, uh, you know, like VIP room, you know, forum and stuff, uh, just to get them out there. Cause you never really know mm-hmm. if they want to sit in the dust and the dirt. You're never really quite sure, you know, until you get to know them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, you know, for them to be able to bring their families out and enjoy a night, you know, something different, you know, entertainment wise for them. And, uh, you know, it's always, it's always more interesting if they got, a, you know, a car in the race, you know, someone to cheer on and stuff. So, yeah, um, absolutely. So it's just something that, you know, we're trying to do now to get more people involved with it. And, uh, you know, so the sport continues to grow and thrive and, you know, get, get the younger generation back into it. You know, because without them, you know, we're all screwed. Yes, we are. I agree with that. I agree with that. Before we let you go, Tommy, anybody you would like to thank or give a shout out to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I got to thank, uh, you know, my car owners, James and Jackie, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for, you know, for, for sticking with us, the whole program now. Um, you know, spent a lot, of, a lot of time, a lot of money, you know, a lot of arguments in the shop. <laughs> so, um but, you know, we, we continue to make it work. Uh, it's a family deal uh, that we do. So definitely thank them, you know, my family, you know, my girlfriend, my kids for putting up with it. Um, you know, everybody deserves some type of award that's on a race team or a race family, you know, because somebody sacrificed it sooner or later. So, you know, to make it all work. So, um, you know, all the fans that, that, that come out, support us, go to, uh, you know, a lot of races, um, travel around. It, it really shocks me and surprises me. Um, you know, that's the sort of thing I used to do with, uh, you know, for the guys that I liked, you know, and uh, now to be fortunate enough to have some fans that actually follow us around. And it's pretty cool, you know, and it's it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just unbelievable sometimes, you know. So, but, uh, so definitely the fans. And then, all of our sponsors, you know, old and new, um, that stick with us that, uh, you know, we try to try to put them out as much as we can, especially on social media and get them some business because, uh, like I said, Saturday night without them, you know, uh, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. So, you know, our sponsors for this year, uh, comfort experts, Kevin Jones, uh, you know, he's back on board with us again. Um, SBR racing, uh, that's the Schrader brothers. Um, those guys are, you know, fantastic, uh, friends of ours and uh, a lot of fun and hopefully that relationship will, will continue to grow. Um, Ted's body shop, uh, Hilltop fab, um, powder uh, Thunder mountain speedway. They're working with us this year a little bit. Uh, so I really appreciate them. Uh, Carl and Sarah Spoonhauer, um, y'all's environmental process control. That's a new sponsor for us this year. Mike's mobile detailing. Um, my buddy Mike Entwistle does fantastic work. Um, he came on board with us this year. So hopefully we'll be able to send him quite a few details this year to make it worth his while for investing in us. Um, you know, Ender's Racing Engines, BA Exhaust, Bassline Performance, 
pet passages is another one. Um, dignified uh, burial services for your your uh, animals, you know, your other loved family members. So great, great uh, couple, Wendy and Mark. Um, Alex Cole Paving, Motivated Creations. Our buddy John Luther, he's a great guy, does a lot of work, a lot of different things. Can't thank him enough. He's actually the one where we stay at his place, Super Dirt Week. So he's helped us out for quite a few years in different ways. And uh, he's just an awesome, awesome human being, that guy is. Uh, give you the shirt off his back. So uh, my niece, Katie Burt, she's a realtor. She hopped on board with us this year. So if I can just sell one house, uh, you know, get her uh, that, then, uh, you know, that'd be gold for us So um, and for her as well. So. CP Roofing, Cuga Lake National Bank, new sponsor with them this year. Everybody's got to go there and open up a checking account, take a loan out. Brian, I know you could use some, so why don't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll you probably get 60% APR on that, though. Yeah. Hey, suck it up, okay? Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, Tommy. Yeah. Can I get a shirt? I, I will if I can get a shirt. No, oh, I'll give you a shirt. Absolutely. I'll give you two shirts. How about that? So, All right. Um, All right. But, uh, you got it. Uh, um, you know, uh, Ragusa's Equipment Repair, a good buddy of mine, Caleb Ragusa. Um, he came on board this year, Lead Etching, um, uh, another, t- another sponsor. They were on before, then they were off. They decided to come back on this year, Kelly Gabbett uh really nice uh individual and she um does some great work you know etches everything cuts that you know you name it she does it so uh pretty cool stuff schuler haas uh electrical company they're on board with us this year and uh the newest one trackside products is helping out this year so can't thank al wilcox enough al and his wife for um you know helping us out a little bit so really appreciative for that so as of right now, that's the list. Um, that's a long list to remember in Victory Lane, but uh, you know I'm committed to do it, and uh, you know so I can get every one of them out there. Well, Tommy, we we appreciate you coming on tonight and spending some time with us, uh, and you know we wish you the best of luck going forward this year in uh, 2022. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it, and uh, you guys Thank as well. You. Thank you, Tommy. We appreciate it. It's fun as always. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Thank you for setting this up and doing this. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. That was that was the Groton Gangsta and and my new financial advisor, Tommy Collins. <laughs> that was great. Uh Brian, we do have to take a quick break real quick for a work we, we got the yep. Our, our sponsor. sponsor. We got pay bills. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. All right. Woo. It's kind of cold now because we're like kind of like a radio station. We like, I, I got to pee. So this is a quick like minute ad or whatever yeah. from our sponsor. So, man, so I feel that, good. That's actually a minute 17. 
They only so, required they only required us to do thirty seconds, but we're like, all right, we'll do a minute seventeen because that's that's how we are because yeah, we love our sponsor. Right, exactly. Other sponsorship opportunities are available. PM us to inquire if you are interested. <clears throat> I, I, I tell you, Tommy, not great guy, class act, hell of a driver, and one hell of a financial advisor. I mean, all rolled up into one person. Dude. What, what better could you ask for? He's a rogue gangster, so, oh, I mean. Yeah, so hopefully I'll get to see him at a track this year. I don't know. I highly doubt That's, it. Let's go up north somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. We always plan to do. Yeah, so. Uh, big race coming up this weekend. Hopefully Mother Nature plays nice because we've had three weekends in a row with races canceled. Uh, but uh, race number two of the Elite Series at Orange County, also the first race for the North Series. Yeah. So, so far, Mike, the weather says sunny and 51. Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, it's only Monday, but... Um, if it's a go, I will be down doing our usual, like me and you do, our pit walk. And I have five confirmed drivers are going to do a quick little quick little two-minute interview real quick. Ryan Godown, Money Matt Williamson, Billy Pouch Jr., Mike Gouler, and the Colonel, Mike Moreska. All right, so make sure you take a bucket of chicken then. Yeah, I could run real quick up to uh, – KFC, it's like like two minutes from the track, so yeah, get get that man a big old bucket of chicken, or I'll just buy some frozen shit, throw in, he won't know. Make sure you have a cigarette for him to bum off you for dessert. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah. That's his dessert, a big old, a big old drag of a cigarette. Yeah, I'm because count my days down to my quit date, so I never started, so I don't have to quit. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're 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 not missing anything. Trust me on that. So, do Egypt's doing something fun? I, I, if I read this correctly, they're giving free pit passes for competitors. Uh, weekly competitors, yeah. Weekly uh, regulars. Yeah, it's for the driver only, I believe. All right, it's something. But it's just to kind of help offset high fuel costs. Yeah, I, I uh, yeah. Port, Port uh, Royal's actually paying tow money. For the 410 drivers and the super late model drivers, it's like 200 bucks. That's so, pretty damn. You know, yeah, so I mean, I applaud both tracks for trying something to doing something. That's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, the fuel cost is crazy. And listen, if you I mean if you just want to come hey. down and want to come down to Maryland and get gas, you know, our governor waived the taxes on it for a couple. Yeah, yeah. I I live months, in New York, so, so ours went up. <laughs> We got we got the cheapest gas around. Yeah, we're, we're down up. the three. We're, we're like three fifty a gallon or something. Really? Yeah. Mike, guess what? Ours went down two cents, so now it's four twenty three, buddy. Nice. Yeah. Real nice. Thank you, you shit bags. So, Mike, so Brett Dale made a, I guess, uh, how would you explain it? Looking for people, drivers. Feedback 
Yeah, so he's for next for, year, he's looking for drivers and car owner only feedback. Um, basically, he's got a form up online for you to fill out. Uh-huh. And what he's wondering is with the supply chain issues with motor and engine parts, how will guys feel about next year? He won't. He's not going to do it this year. He's not changing anything this year. But 2023, allowing aluminum engines. Uh, with added weight under the motor to offset the the weight, so you know you don't have a guy with a huge weight break in the front end of the car with a, an aluminum motor. So um, I think it's great that he's asking input. Um, if they can work something out, I think it'd be great. If, if engine parts really are that scarce, and this is what it's going to take to keep racing going, good for them. Good for good him. Good for them. It's just. It's also another one of those things where there's going to be a lot of gray area people are going to play in. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, like, like me and you were talking before. I Everybody's like, you know what? Yes, let's because we can keep this thing going, blah, blah, blah. How do you check in the, if they put the weight under the motor? How, how do you check that? I know there's no rule, but like under the motor, like it has to be visible. Like, is that to be continued to see what happens with this? Yeah, does the does the weight have to be spray painted like a bright color yeah. so they're easily visible? What happens? What happens? And if it is under the motor, is it under the motor to where like like you say, is it visible? And what happens if somebody has a violent flip? That weight gets tossed off the car. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, uh, I'm not clear. I'd hate to clean up that. That's, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, obviously that's like a freak accident type thing, but is that something you have to think about? Or, you know, is, is the weight enclosed in something to where that wouldn't happen? Or, I don't know. So I'm all for thinking outside the box and then making sure that this thing keeps going. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and then. If you go to aluminum, I'm sure that's more costly than a cast iron block. Yeah, you know, so, I saw like so only certain teams are going to be able to afford it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not well, like we'll see what they come up with. If everybody's like, yeah, but this is what we think, we, it should be this, this. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah. I, I'm interested to see what the feedback and stuff is going to be about. He'll come up. It's something's going to happen with it to keep it going. I think, in my yeah. opinion, and it's and yeah. I think it's great that he's it's open up to the competitors and car owners and that. So they'll they'll figure it out. So if you think about it, let's think about it this way. Brett Dale just kind of made his own competition board now, didn't he? Sure as hell did. Hmm. Don't see those in racing, really, do you? Made up comprised of your peers, really? Yeah. Yeah. I saw hmm. um, hmm. Uh, with with the the tire shortages, World of Outlaw Late Models has put uh, pretty tough restrictions on changing tires. Uh, as far as what? Yeah, I I can't remember if it was you're only allowed to change two tires during a feature, or you if you change a tire in a feature, you have to put a used tire on. You can't put a new tire on. Like they're trying to help save. Save tires, you know, and uh, okay, okay. Stuff. So it might be you're only allowed. Uh, it, you're limited to what you can use. 
yeah, how yeah, many you can use, use, how many new tires you can use. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think you're allowed to put a new tire on for the feature for the right rear. I think you have to qualify and race on the same tire. I kind of like that though. If I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, they're qualifying. It's not much. Well, uh, yeah, it's gonna get scuffed. I mean, but yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of like. That. I gotta be honest with you. I, I'd like that rule just to be a rule. Period. Yeah, the only time I think that rule should change is if it's a long distance race, like a hundred laps or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, running the thirty lap feature. I don't know. Yeah, I could see. Right, right. I could. Yeah, and then like a run, day. Run, I'll, a eight, run an eight lap heat race and then a thirty lap feature. It's only thirty eight laps on the tire. Yeah. yeah. Dale, maybe maybe you could try. You could only put it, um, like a right rear on or something. That's it for the feature. That's the only tire you can right. do. That's it. Yeah. If you choose to. Right. Because you might be like, I wait. I like the way it is hooked up. I think you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, or you may not have another tire. So you're like, ah, we just gotta run what we <laughs> yeah, got. Yeah. Well, I I got what I got, so I gotta run it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting as the year unfolds, like uh, tracks in series to see if they're going to what they're going to do with anything to right. try to help minimize usage let's say that's another thing with fuel till like I, you know that's expensive as hell anymore yeah, it's crazy. crazy it's insane just like here like right here in my area it's almost six dollars a gallon for diesel yeah that's insane <laughs> You figure a lot of these teams have diesel trucks hauling the car. Yeah. So. Uh, it's just, oh, man. That's, that's that's a cost people don't think about. Is They think about the race car itself. They yeah, don't, don't think about, you have, the car has to get there somehow, guys. <laughs> yeah, somebody, they're going to start driving. They're going to see big blocks riding down the road, getting to the track, driving yeah. the car there. <laughs> that's better than gas mileage. <laughs> yeah. See, everybody screw the big haulers now and just go to open ramp trucks or open trailers yeah <laughs> not a bad idea not a bad just like the old days yeah it's like really? a reset in a way don't you know you know what i mean it's like a reset which would be kind of cool to see a lot of people go back to that and you know it's uh oh i'd love it the ramp trucks love totally it. totally off kind of topic but like when uh you know covid was at its peak and it was kind of a reset for society too because we got so used to everything being open all the time that when yep. COVID hit, it kind of went changed things back like 20 years to where like even Walmart closed at like nine o'clock at night, which I, yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed. I hate that everything's open 24 hours. I can't stand it. I think everything should close. That is dumb. Like it, it I, is. I like I hate people. I so I'll just do my shit. If they can get delivered to me, I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another I, thing. Yeah, I service. can't stand. Uh, but yeah, taking stuff for granted, like yeah. We're, we're like addictive hogs is what we are. Waste, waste. Well, fuck, I'll get a new one. I'll get a new one. Well, guess what? You can't get a new one. So you're going to have yeah. to make do with what you got. Shit out of luck. You're SOL. Like when we were growing up as kids, that's tough shit. You ain't eating that? Well, guess what? You ain't eating, you know? That's it. That's it. So, so uh, you know, like as, as it unfolds, the series, you know, it, it, we'll see what happens with cost of stuff if, Guys are committed to full time, could do it full time, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So, you know, it's, I, I like Mike Guler. He's taking, he's going to be coming up, up to me every Saturday doing the Super Dirt Series full time. And I think, wasn't he committed to 
the whole Dale, both north and south? Um, I think so. Oh, he's running north. Run Orange County weekly. He yeah, I know to, that. Has to run a dirt sanctioned track weekly to run his dirt yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he can go. Which which uh, Yankowski is committed to the dirt car tour, but he's not running a dirt sanctioned track. Utica Rome's not dirt sanctioned. No, it's not. So what's the dirt sanction thing about? Is that like a discount? You get like a discount, or is it like? I, get... I can see. All right, Mike's probably a couple hours from here. Mike's gonna get used to running Hoosiers. Yeah. Because Orange County does Hoosiers. I I see that. Now, Utica Rome is, I guess, what owned owned by Dale by himself. It's a, I believe American, it's American Racer. Track. American Racer. So, but. Yes, I don't know if uh, Yankowski has a lot of experience in Hoosiers, and well, that kid will figure it out anyway. Yeah, yeah be, so I don't know. I don't know. I'll, we'll have to we'll have to ask and see if who's got the answer for us. Because as far as I knew, he was doing the Super Dirt Series, and Utica Row Friday nights. Weekly track was yeah, it was Utica yep. Row on Friday nights. Yep, yep, that's my understanding too. Yep. So. We'll Which see. is not dirt second. Is not. Uh, well, we'll see as time goes on, as they say. Uh, yeah. So we'll be off for a brief period. We'll be off the next few weeks. Yep. Um, and then we return with uh, Michael Keene of Michael Keene oh, Motorsports, Mid Atlantic 305 sprint car driver, who actually had started off pretty good down at Bridgeport and then poof. <laughs> so he just, uh, uh Power steering fluid or uh, line broke or something. Got all the hot fluid on, so he said, "Nope, that's it for me." Yeah, I don't blame him. So oh, unfortunate for him. Yep, I would. Yeah, so would I. I've been. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> yep. True so, that. So, like I said, I'll be at that Orange County. So I'll have shirts for sale, and I will be up in the drive-in. So come see me. Go see Brian. I'll see. Buy some, buy so. some shirts. Please, we're, we're poor. Poor. It's paying for Mike's procedure. Yeah. All proceeds go to my next surgery. <laughs> yeah. So make bad checks out to WWE. <laughs> All right, go kids. See, you can go see Tommy Collins for some financial advice. Yes, definitely go see the Groton Gangster for some financial, uh, financial advice. Ten points on loan. Um. All right, so we'll be back April 18th if everything goes well. For my co-host, Michael Clark Griswold, I'm Brian the Mouth Hustlinger, and you've been Black Flag. Shut the f*** up!